Hello, and welcome into episode 67 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is slightly better than what we're thinking. Coming to you from the Fort Lewis Bourbon Room, I'm Carrie. Somewhere, somewhere out there across town is Chad. Hey there. Uh, somewhere across town is Rob. I'm on the other side of town. You are on the other side of town. <laughs> Actually, me and me and Chad and Sean are all on the same side of town. Yep. Hey, As am I. Yeah. So Sean's in his his <laughs> place of. John's the, there. You know, he lives there too. <laughs> yeah, technically he does. I guess. We in, we in the non bougie part of town. Yeah, uh, Sean's Sean's definitely in the non-bougie part of town over there off Liberty Road. Oh yeah, we we straight up ghetto up over here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we were talking about making your own uh, gutter sucker before we started recording. So hey, yeah, got to save them dollars, y'all. Come on now, I'm not gonna pay some dude. $400 $400 a year to climb up on my roof for like 30 minutes. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Well, you know who gets to climb out on the roof in this joint and clean? You do. Yeah, I certainly do. I go straight out the window, and John stands at the bottom of the of the uh, on the sidewalk there and says, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> That's very gentlemanly of you, John. People, people I are, like that, John. People are born for two different roles in this world. One is management, and the other is labor. So... Oh wow! Some bourgeois and proletariat, right there. Hey, I know it. I calls him as I sees him. It's worked. We are accident free under my reign. This is true. John's gonna move over to the bougie side of town. See, we I guess we kind of live in the in the bougie Mm. side. Well, no, not in our neighborhood. You kind of live. No, we don't. No, no, no. no. Wait, 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 wait. No. Did and you did until the big collapse of the golf course. Yes, well, and you got to go across Todd's Road yeah. to get super bougie. We're on the poor people side of the neighborhood. We're the poor bougie. Yes. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So one of the one of the people that I work with, who was a floater, made it clear one time because she said she said something to my staff about where she lives. She's like, they said, "Oh, John lives out there," and she's like, she made it clear to be like, "Oh no, no, he lives on the other side of the road. <laughs> I live on this side. He lives on the other side." And I'm wow. like, yeah, I live in the poor people's side of this neighborhood. I'm aware. I, I, I realized when I purchased. Well, I'm telling you what, it's kind of just at that golf course thing, you know, the neighborhood ended up buying it out. And I'm actually kind of glad we did because it's really been nice to have that kind of green space and walking path. And I use it to run all the time. It's I've kind of ended up navigating the whole thing and figuring out where it goes. So that's actually been nice, to tell you the truth. Uh-huh. Yeah, John has an opinion. Oh, John was against. Well, the, probably killed your property values, though, didn't it? Um, I don't think so. I think our house. It was negatively affected, but we were sold a bill of lies. Well, John, did, John, it, it's a whole, it's a whole story in itself that probably could be turned into a podcast: the uh, tales of the Andover Golf Course. Anyway, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> get, get some of them blue hairs up on that. That oh, sounds like a plan. Right I'm telling there, you boy. what. Well, between them and the Andover Stasi, you know, I, I, that's a whole that's a whole plenty of content. That's plenty of material. You got two. You got two. Stories of the Andover Stasi. How you narked on your neighbors <laughs> during the pandemic. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. David David Bailey had a great quote yesterday, and because uh, I did allow him to come over for, to Baruch because he's my homie. Um, he, we were talking about all the fucked up shit we did in our quarantine. He was like, he's like, Chad, when we look back on this and people ask what it was like during, uh, the, the pandemic, he was like, a lot of people hid in their house in fear, but we lived. We lived. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, put that on. I, I, I live too. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't saying this daggone house. Yeah, well, we we you know things have uh, have started kind of opening up around here a little bit, and uh, one of those things that opened on Friday was restaurants. At least they were allowed, you know, with with restrictions and stipulations and all that kind of stuff, at thirty three percent. And uh, we ended up Friday going to Double Dogs, and then Saturday night we went to we went to Shamrocks. It was it was weird. Um, it was kind. I mean, basically, it was just you're like being in an empty restaurant, essentially. Yeah. You know. Um, Shamrocks, you could tell more so because they had moved tables like out of the way. But Double Dogs, they they have tables that, that are permanent, I guess, in the space, and they couldn't yeah. move them, so they put just no sitting signs or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was different. That scenario made it harder for them at, at Double Dogs because of the requirements to sanitize things. So they were sanitizing even the tables nobody was sitting at. So there yeah. was constantly people have, around doing stuff. And at Shamrock, it was just not sitting there too. Or did they create yep. some? Or? Outside, well, no. So at both locations, they used only the existing outside outdoor seating, and they okay. basically seated you at every other table. So it was um, the one third idea was essentially in both places. So it, um, yeah. I was a little surprised that they didn't have temporary tables set up in other areas. Yeah, because no, that's I, the city's allowed that in her her wisdom. Yeah, no, I mean because I, I'd heard you know people creating like spots in the, in the parking lots and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I know Blue Herring built a whole deck, which seemed kind of like a big expense, uh, upfront expense. But yeah, you know, uh, they'll use it during the fall horse season. And of course, yeah, totally. you know, the problem is with them; they got no parking. You yeah. put on the wrong night yep. mm-hmm. on the weekend. You you ain't parking nowhere down there on Jefferson. So yeah, that's and that that's the truth. So yeah, it's, it was just it's different. And you know, we were looking around Shamrocks last night. And man, they were still doing takeout. They, they were running food out to the you know cars yeah. like all night long. Yeah. But it was just like kind of looking around is like, is this even feasible? Like for them to kind of be open? Is it sustainable? That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's what. Uh, I mean, so my friend Adam, we've talked about Hatton. He, he's opening his up in uh, Pikeville tomorrow, and he's doing it not like to your guy. Ask him that question the other day too. Is like. Is it sustainable? And he's like, yeah, it is. He's like, it's different. He's like, but I've got to get my people to work. He was like, you yep. know, yeah, they're stir yeah. crazy. He's like, I've got to get them a chance to make some money. He's like, even if we're just breaking even, he's like, it's worth it. He's like, just to generate that. But he's also figured out a way he's thinking he's going to be able to open back up for live music soon. What he's done is he got smart and went to Lowe's and bought a bunch of picnic tables, right? And just going to start oh, yeah. doing it, setting it outside, having food trucks That's and setting, setting them six yeah. feet apart. And setting up a small stage. So you all seen the lighting and stuff when mm-hmm. he has it out there, you know. Right, right. Just have you know solo performers or whatever, you know, just that's uh, cool. so people can have some music back too. Yeah, no, like that's that. a good. Hey, I've been on the roof up there at Manchester, so you know, right. That's totally doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's totally doable, right? So yeah, it's, yes. it. But you know, th- things are things are starting to come around a little bit, hopefully. Um, so I guess real quick before I kind of get to what everybody's been sipping on and what John and I are currently drinking, John, uh, would you like to give a, a report from from the real world? Oh, well, some of you actually have have been out in the real world. I'm interested in your takes, but it's for my side, it's the same thing. About three weeks ago, everybody decided it's all over, and they're all just acting a fool now. Lots of chin slings. People don't know how to wear masks. Nobody cares anymore. Right, right. Um, all the goodwill's long gone at this point. Yeah. It's uh, people just want everything faster and cheaper, and it's about like usual. I noticed that today we were out. Um, I went to uh, to Walmart to pick some stuff up, and went out to Target. And 
I am going to say that it was probably somewhere 25, 75, 25 wearing masks now where, you know, it, at one point I felt like the, it had tipped to 75, 25 or 75 wearing the mask. Uh, today it was just like nobody seemed to care at all. No. Yeah, so Jen tried to go out yesterday, and she said that there was a line wrapped around the building just to get into Target. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Like, the line had started to form on our way out. Man, that's crazy. And for our, for our listeners, since you can't see, Rob has changed dramatically over the course of this quarantine. He looks he like somebody in witness protection. He does, <laughs> I mean, doesn't he? He's got a full beard that's kind of black and gray, and he's <laughs> and he's got a mini fro going, too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's cultural appropriation, Rob. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Well, he, no, Rob. He's from Center Parkway. We'll give yeah. him that. <laughs> well, I, t- see, I yeah, yeah. Go I ahead. Go out early. I go out early, but of course, I'm up early. I'm up every day of the week, seven days a week at five thirty. So I go early, so I don't have to run into people. And my take on the mask wearing is, it depends on where I am. If I'm like on the south side of town, I don't have to. Uh, have any altercations with a Karen, so I wear it there. But on the north end of town, I'm just free. I'm, I'm free balling, y'all. I'm just, like, just, I'm just rolling with it because ain't nobody going to say nothing over here. But, you know, life's too short to get to them uh, Donnie Brooks with Karens. I just can't do it. And I just cannot do it. That's, that's definitely it's, the truth. You're, you're wise to do that. Early is, is better. But it, it depends on where you're going. depends on the demographic. Older folks yep. are still doing it and that kind of thing. But it's um, going out early, the shelves are still better stocked because a lot of people are still using the restricted hours. That's yeah. coming to an end soon, I'm sure, for a lot of folks. Um, well, some of the differentials the, they've given are kind of going away now, too. So It's all those restri- Restricted hours. I went out. Whole Foods because last Sunday because I was over there and I went purposely uh, with Jane at nine o'clock. We went there in the morning because I get something for my mother. So we pull up. There's probably six cars in the parking lot, and we walk up there and they say, "Oh, there's only one person allowed per vehicle, not even family per vehicle allowed in the store." So she volunteers to go sit back in the car, and I walk in. I look, and there ain't nobody in that damn store. Yeah. So I turn around and walk out and tell the little door dude, well, you have a good day, sir. Because I was at that point, this is ridiculous. I'm here to give you some whole paycheck money to get some stuff. And you're not going to let me go in the store for 15 minutes to get out um, with the person I drove across town with. It was ridiculous. It was her birthday, too. Yeah. That's what I think gets a lot of people. There's just, and I'm sure this is everywhere, there's just an arbitrary nature to a lot of the rules. That don't make any sense to me yes. at all, and yes. you know. And if they made sense, I could, I, you know, I'd be like, okay, I, I see why we're doing this, right? You know, and 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 some of them, I'm just like, there's no reason for us to be doing this particular thing, because over here we're doing it just in a different way. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Old dude watching the door at whole paycheck, then pulls down his mask to sip his expensive ass coffee. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Are you supposed to be watching people for the virus? Why are you partaking of food and drink right here where you can catch it? It was just stupid. Because so. he needed his coffee. <laughs> hey, Costco, Costco is actively oh. enforcing yeah. their no, no yeah, mask I mean- like, I drink coffee, you know, all morning, so I don't know what that's going to look like when I go back to work, because I got, I mean, we're going to have to <laughs> masks, 
and, and I'm going to want my coffee, so that's just, it's not going to be good. Get your straw right out the side. You'll be all right. Well, we're, yeah. we're going to get to that in a minute, and what might solve your problem there, Rob? But yeah, Chad, um, Costco is definitely enforcing that, and you know, you've seen the videos of the people who are like, I ain't going to wear it, and Costco's like, well, get out, and so. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't hate on Costco. No. Yeah. They're a private business. It's yeah, right. it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but they are. Yeah. No, uh, the the Hispanic only gentleman tried to is some... having having your employees enforce that and not some sort of security personnel because you yeah. just never know. You right. never know who's coming through the door and to ask untrained staff oh, in yeah. that situation. Yeah. It, it, right, it puts them in a really bad situation. So that, that's all I would say to that. I know that's not happening. But if I was looking at it, I would say we need to get somebody in here that has experience on that side of customer service, not just putting, you know, the, your your random stock guy at the door. To the, the yeah, door yeah, here. I definitely agree with that. Chad, what were you going to say on uh, that? It's unimportant. It was not real. Yeah, it's kind of oh. tangent anyway. Okay. Un- All right. Un- unimportant. Tangent, All right. Sure. So, so I guess speaking of drinking things, um, what, what have we been sipping on or what are you all sipping on now or what have you all been drinking this week? What have you been killing? <laughs> But bottles uh, are dead. I, I yeah, can start no, on I, this one. Go ahead, uh, bro. So this week, uh, I was this week this week old when I discovered the beauty of the Naranga set uh, watermelon shandies. Oh. Have you had Ooh. those yet? No. no, I've had the lemon ones. Do not sleep on these. They're <laughs> bangers, man. I mean, they're like you could just totally crushable sixteen point nine ounce cans all day. Um, drank those yesterday while brewing. Fantastic. I just got back from Total One to stock up on those again. They're getting cold. Um, been drinking a Knob Creek pick that we did um, called Fear and Loathing in uh, in Bardstown or, is, or Nelson County. I can't remember what the label says. Uh, cool. Been drinking some of those, uh, some of that uh, super secret bourbon stuff that John knows about uh, bottles this week. So oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Lots and, of. Oh, yeah. And Cooper, I came in full circle. Like, um, when Jen first uh, picked up some of the uh, Country Boy key, Cougar Bait Key Lime, I did not like I thought it was a totally passable, barely mm-hmm. noticed the, you know, the lime in it. So just Jen said, well, we get lime and squeeze some lime in it. Makes them great, man. Hmm. Sours it up a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Perfect. Beer hack. I like it. Put that on. I like yes. that. Yeah, I d- definitely like that. So, Rob, what have you been killing this week? Um, <laughs> Only I was... himself after those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm in uh, the 1792 foolproof. Love that's Knob Creek uh, 120. Um, I've went through almost another half gallon of the Evan Williams Ball and Bond. You know, so just just keeping pace. A lot of uh, a lot of mixed drinks. I understand. Yeah, and and that's you know the, eventually I think that's that's where we've landed, which I'll get are, to in a second. But. What are your mixed drinks other than so like there's an old fashioned obviously, but what others yeah, have you, and, and, are you uh, Manhattaning or uh, just some highballs, yeah. some uh, some diet seven up and that uh, the, the, the the ball and bonds. Uh, I still am, am huge on the uh, the lemonade with the uh, the muddle blackberries. Um, so just oh, things hell, of that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah no, I mean, so just those are kind of more summery, and then you know, yeah. at night, have an old fashioned. But uh, you know, something that's that's just not straight bourbon. Um, you know, all the time, just mixing up a little bit. But I mean, right. some bourbons in there as well. Yeah, right. I'm not wasting any good bourbon. 
uh, mostly everything that I've been mixing drinks with is is usually some type of handle or something like that. That's right. that's a reasonable price, but good. Right, and then that's definitely what you want in a in a mixer. So don't use the yeah. good don't use the good stuff. Yeah, I got to go get another uh, half gallon of uh, the the old style. I'm out of it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what are you what have you been drinking on? Uh, let's see. I killed. I finished my bottle of J.W. Dayett. Um, I'm not a big mixed drink person so i was just drinking it straight with an ice cube in it uh got rid of my bottle of evan williams bottle and bond the same kind of way just kind of throw ice cube in it and go to it uh, i guess it means i have a problem um for this show i'm i popped open my bottle of bib and tucker i bought and i forgot how much i like bib and tucker it's a six-year um, bourbon and i bought that with a birthday gift card it was just wasting my wallet so you know i don't know if it's something i would ever buy on my own but hey, I like it, so I've had it out, and it's it's a pretty nice sipper right now. Um, Jane came home with a bag full of limes, so it's almost ready to transition to gin and tonic season. I finally turned on the air conditioning, so I, that's like the clue to start sweetening, drinking tonics. Yeah, I, n- I need to get back on the gin and tonic, tonic train. Said but no one ever. No, the hillbilly gin and tonic <laughs> with the true. with the with the Walmart with the Walmart fizzy gin water. Is a disgusting drink. Man, that aviation so that wrong. that aviation gin. I, mean, I, I, I don't know mm, what to tell you. That Ryan Reynolds. Aviation. Yeah. yeah, aviation. Uh, that Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, is Reynolds real makes some deal. good gin. Yeah. Well, we've been and, on. Uh, go ahead, Sean. What is the uh, Bombay Sapphire? That's some pretty good stuff too. Y'all um, need to get the some old either or blue or red label. Old Raj, I've heard. Old Raj, all right. all right. Chad has left. The <laughs> <laughs> well, me and me and John have been on the uh, John and I, excuse me, uh, have been on the uh, old fashioned train the last uh, couple of weeks. It's been when he's been home uh, on his days off or whatever. It'll be five o'clock, and it's uh, it's Andy Griffith time and old oh, yeah. fashions yeah we're yeah. watching the other andy no i'm, I'm yeah we're watching the the, the other andy so no, I don't yeah going to the old fishing pole or hole. yep yep <laughs> and i think we finally got the ratios right on the yeah, there was some bad do? ones yeah there was I, had, I forced myself to drink some bad ones. it was trial and error for sure <laughs> there's there's only one mixed drink that i like at all and that's just your old classic highball your bourbon and coke oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the only one I care about. I, I'm, I'm telling you, get you a bottle of, uh, of Grand Marnay or some sort of other orange cognac and uh, and, and put a little bit, about a half ounce of that in there with it. It, it, it just kind of enhances that orange. All right. I had to try that. I can see that. Well, because uh, we've, we've got a couple going right now, and we've been using uh, Trace, Trace Life Yo, just yeah, no. regular regular Trace. So yeah. it was Listen, a, it was open. So. Listen, y'all talk. I must be an alcoholic because here's what I do with my bird when I want to when I want a, a Manhattan or whatever that thing you're drinking. I got some bitters. I squeeze a couple of bitters in it. I throw an ice cube in it as a bourbon <laughs> and I drink it. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's your that's your mixed drink. That's my mixed drink. <laughs> Just skipping the syrup. I like it. Um. So yeah. So besides drinking, what else has everybody done, been doing for some quarantainment? Uh, I got bored and used uh, some of my points on a rewards thing to buy a bike. I'm shocked. I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm shocked I'm you found one. Bike. I went on Friday. I went on a, a 28-mile ride. It was fun. It was nice. I'm shocked you found a bike because you can't, like, they're gone. You cannot find it, them. It was shipped from Connecticut. 
Oh, okay. This is a real bike, not a Peloton. Oh, it's a real bike, yeah. Okay, yeah. just curious. Yeah. Chad, what else you got going on? Where'd for- you go 28 miles? Chad, yeah, well, I was curious. the horse park. Good Lord. Good Lord. I feel, so I feel happy with myself six. if I do four miles on the bike. <laughs> yeah, we park at West, West Six. We drive out to the horse park or ride out to the horse park. On that le- le- the, the legacy trail? Place. Yeah, on the legacy trail. Yeah. And then we come back and, and then we'll, we'll get a six pack at the garage door there and we'll drink the six pack and then come home. Yeah, that's hmm. fun. So, Chad, what have you been doing for some quarantainment? Just all, just, you know, well, for quarantainment, I've gone through every conceivable video game that I've wanted to play. Finally <laughs> finished those. Then I discovered because you can't get books from the library. Thanks, Rob. Uh, I discovered there, there. I've discovered all these e-services, and I've always been a book traditionalist. But I've really gotten to really like the Libby app and the the you know easeability or usability, I guess I should say of of actually using that app and those books. I've been crushing a lot of books. Been uh, reading some actually some Agatha Christie stories. Wow. You know, catching up on some classic you know mystery suspense stuff. Um, just been doing a lot of reading, uh, stuff around the house, obviously. Uh, discovered how hard it is to use a ceramic drill bit today. Uh, yeah, it's just a slow, 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 slow process. With lots of oil or water in there. Yeah, it's just, that's about it. Nothing too exciting. Brewed a beer, that's, you know. All right. You know, we built, but other, you know, you all heard we built the potato gun and, you know, been shooting, all that kind of fun stuff. You'll have quite the uh, summer report when you get back to school. (laughs) 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 Sean, what else you been doing? Uh, I've been, I've built some outdoor furniture. Um, Today I I ordered some lights for my man cave deck. My office is right off the bottom deck. So I hung some lights out there. So tonight when it gets dark, I'll be sitting out there having a beverage or two. I cleaned my gutters. As I was telling before we started, I built a, gutter sucker off the YouTubes. Internet's a wonderful thing. Without that, we would have died. Um, I did get my blood money check from the government. I'm pretty excited about that. Why, so, why did it take you so long? Uh, I don't, because we don't do direct deposit for any returns. We cut You don't trust the man. Too. You still you don't trust the man. Yeah, I write checks. <laughs> who are you so, running from? Don't you worry about who I'm running from, uh-huh. sir. <laughs> Sean is not my real name. Let's just. <laughs> and so, with that, I'm going to buy some freedom with that. And I'm, I'm also making plans to build some freedom. I've been, but let me tell you if you want to build freedom, there ain't no parts out there. You're yep. talking about hair things being gone, um, <clears throat> hair, hair clippers, bikes. Yeah. Everybody done bought up the freedom parts. And, and chest so, freezers, too. Can't find a oh, chest yeah. freezer. And refrigerators now because, you know, the, uh, the person I live with decided she's going to take her half of the blood money and buy us a new refrigerator. Fine. But you can't find one. The, new, the one she wants won't be in until the end of July. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that we were productive this weekend anyway. We cleaned out the garage. Uh, right on. Yeah, John built some patio furniture. Congratulations to you on that. And, and a fire pit. So good job. Pictures or yeah. I don't believe it. There good. needs to be pictures or it didn't happen. Good job, John. You're the one said built. I'm just put together. Saying. Whatever. Yeah. It was a, It is no longer in pieces. I'll say that. And it works. And it didn't blow. It did. The fire pit didn't blow us up. So you know. That's I'm just excited. Good. We cleaned That's out the garage. Yeah, it's a positive. Thing. Well, I got something really fun. Something that I've always been wanting. 
I want a pinball machine, but that's neither here nor there. I got probably the, the next best thing. I got a restored Pac-Man machine, thanks to Kyle. Uh, Miss Pac-Man. But Miss Pac-Man, sorry. Miss Pac-Man machine, but it's got like 60 games on it. And they're all old school games, Galaga, 1943, all the Donkey Kongs, all the Pac-Mans, um, a bunch of games that I've never heard of. But anyway, lots of lots of fun stuff. And it's really cool because it's like, you know, I throw on the, the uh, Bluetooth speaker, put on some hair metal, have some beers and start playing video games. It's like I'm living in a freaking uh, pizza hut in the 1980s or something, <laughs> right? Hey. Is that running on a Raspberry Pi? I believe yeah, it. I believe, yeah, I believe it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, built, I built one of those for the grand Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's that's pretty. It's all sweet. On. So I guess this brings me to to kind of our first opinion question uh, of the show here. Uh, what's the best old school video game in y'all's opinion? Are you talking about cabinet like you're talking, or just in general? I think just in general. But when I say old school, I'm talking like 80s. I would even get okay. into like the the 90s. Yeah, well, for the, if we're going to include the 90s, I'd, I'd say the best video game of all time would be um, Zelda's The Ocarina of Time. I mean, I don't mm. think I think that was such a monumental shift in gaming. You know, just like also I think Metal Gear Solid probably falls in those ranks as well. Yeah. Um, like right. both those, for just for the way they changed the gaming industry. But for cabinets, like what you're talking about, still the ultimate for me was my memory as a kid, uh, our Kmart that uh, I lived right behind. Uh, we didn't have an original Donkey Kong. I think we had something that was a knockoff. Like you know how the buttons on like the joystick, the joystick was on the left and the button was on the right for regular Donkey Kong. This one was right joystick, left jump button, and it was something like it was a knockoff. It's called Crazy Kong, and it got all my all my quarters. But it was like essentially identical to Donkey Kong. I don't know how they got away with that blatant ripoff. It fell off a truck. <laughs> Probably yeah. fell off yeah. the truck. <laughs> yeah. Rob, so you haven't lived until you've had your picture, family pictures made at a Kmart. Oh no, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Not. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Rob or JC Penny. This is this is a difficult question because growing up, um, you know, we I, we my, my my family owned an arcade and my dad ran or managed several arcades. So what did they own, uh, Tony? Funny. I mean, I used to remember going up to Cincinnati and buying the machines. Uh, and going to the the Midway and Valley distributors and playing before they would come out, getting an opportunity to play and and see them. So, uh, but old old school. I mean, I think probably uh, I, I would probably go Pac Man just because of what it is. Uh, when you get into the '90s, uh, Spy Hunter was early '90s, late '80s. Spy Hunter was right there, um, and I also liked Excite Bike. Uh, 70s, there was a game called Knight Rider, and you got to sit down and basically, what was a tub, and then you had a gear shift, and you drove a car, and it was at night, so hence the Knight Rider, <laughs> and it had a high and low, and I was probably like three years old, and I played that game like all the time, so... You know, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm going to be all over the spectrum on this because they're just—it's so many good memories to me of these cabinet games and, and even the pinball games. So I like it. I got you. Let's see. Go ahead, John. Oh, I well, for me, it would be—I'm um, a traditionalist, so I would choose Frogger or Space Invaders. I'm probably okay. partial to Frogger. Frogger is on that machine. Sean, what do you got? The music was good. The the premise was good. It's a good game. 
The, the uh, premise of a frog hopping across a highway is good. Oh, yeah. It's smashed. I'm not sure I agree with you on that one. Man. I liked it too, John. Don't let him hate on it. I liked it too. Excellent game. Like but, but. but it taught you about America's shipping economy. So you saw the, the industrialization <laughs> of the modern city. You saw the number, the various types of traffic because you had to determine is it a sedan? Is it a semi? Is that like if, you, if it's the wrong off peak hours, then America runs on trucking and you learned that from the game. You also learned the nature of frogs. And yeah, 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 the frogs have been marginalized. Yeah, they have, and, and, and this and is the how, thing: industrialization and, has stopped the breeding and, process of many of wildlife's even, treasures. These jewels are unable to cross the street. I mean, that's what we've done. Now, in Norway and other countries, they've built these overpasses that are all natural, so animals can do that. They basically they took Frogger, learned from it, and implemented something that helped the world. <laughs> look, look at there, look at there, Sean. What do you, Sean? What do you got? Let's see. Um, I had a, an Atari twenty six hundred, and so it's my favorite. Off. Yeah, my favorite. I still have it actually. It's at my mom's <laughs> house. I keep thinking about getting it stored. Um, Missile Command on that was my favorite. Mm. Um, and then I, I, I remember just Jones and when the Pac Man port came out, and it was and so it, bad. It was. It was, it was terrible. Wretched. It was. Yeah, I was. I was too. Yeah, I'm so glad my neighbor bad. bought it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as console games, I didn't really get into those until I started working at my place of employment. And when those librarians would get bad, you guys remember the campus arcade, which is over mm-hmm. where the office. Mm-hmm. I used to go yeah. over there and spend my lunch hours. And my two games there were Soul Calibur and Area 51, which was the shooting game when it would pop up. So I spent, that's when I spent all my quarters in arcades was like trying to get through the bullshit of librarianship when you're a young librarian. <laughs> Uh, so, but it kept me sane. So that that's my old school ones. Um, I did actually own a copy of the worst game ever. E.T.? E.T., yes. And I think it still have it. And that game was terrible. That's valuable, man. That's valuable. I, you know, I don't think I have it. the box, Didn't though. There's a did you all see that Netflix series? Yeah, the Netflix doc. Yeah. Was yeah, like Atari dump, like, I don't know. They tried to find what landfill it was in. Found hundreds of thousands. That's a good documentary, and they found them too. They actually ended up finding it and digging it up, and yeah. So that's actually one that was kind of similar to the ET was the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was a horrible. Oh, I thought that game was great, man. If you actually beat it, it's fun. When you finally find the map room and you put the stick against the the graphics, (laughs) yeah. You had to go to the black market to find this. And that guy or the snake or something like uh-huh. across the screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. River, River Raid. River, River Raid. River Raid yeah, good. that's a good one. Pitfall yeah. was, was, a real, was a great game for its day. Chopper oh, Command was yes. good. Defender. I mean, there's just a and lot of And don't sleep on Yars Revenge, man. I love oh, Yars. yeah, yeah. Saxon. I mean, they're, they're, for, I guess they would have been. Those four or eight bit games I, I think they're eight bit i right? got i got all of them right right here yeah. in this machine and, i got so yeah those are classic i see my my favorite and i'm so glad kyle kyle put it on there for me is 1940 1942 that's my yeah. favorite game of all time i love that game um i also really like super mario brothers the original i think those are my yeah. two those would be my two picks um did anybody like personally. joust no i like joust well, I like them all. <laughs> yeah, you got to play them for free, sir. Of course you like them all. Fair. John, it's cool that you got the cabinet now. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I built several years ago, built a retro pie to play some of those old games. Those 
I mean, because you could play the eight bits, the sixteen oh, yeah. bits, and yeah. even the sixty-four bit ports, like for Mario sixty-four and all those kind of things. Yep, it's fun. It's 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 a, it's a fun it's a fun toy, and I'm glad I made the investment. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. and Kyle did a real good job restoring it. He he really did. He did he did a good job on it. So appreciate that. But I thought I'd throw that out. I thought that'd be a fun fun little discussion. Get everybody's opinions. So let's. Uh, hey, before you leave that, I'll give yeah. a good uh, Netflix documentary a plug. I think it's on Netflix, or maybe it's on Amazon. I think it's called King of Kong. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good one. That's that guy a- who's got that still got that crazy eighties mullet hair and that Billy something. Bi- yeah, Billy. Like he's a jerk, man. He's Billy, a what yeah, is his totally. name? Yeah. He, I, he, there was something recently yeah, within the last the month. There was another yeah. news story about him because. Like he just won't let it go. No, he won't. And and everybody and, and he's. It's been pretty well proven that he's faked his tapes and yes. all this yeah. stuff about his runs and that kind of thing. But no, that King of Kong is really good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good documentary. Yeah, it is. So John was never into video games. I discussed Frogger. Okay. I thought in depth. All right, you did. <laughs> you really did. Good job. Good job. Okay. He even taught it to Adam Smith and the <laughs> So I want to I want to swing it back around to Bourbon because uh, actually as as of the recording of this, we've got a, the TV on pause right now. Is the the match is going on with uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, and Tiger Woods all playing golf for for charity or whatever. Um. But it was announced this past week, I guess, that Peyton Manning is coming out with a bourbon, and I think it's a it's a it's a blended, isn't it, or something? It's so Tennessee bourbon, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's coming out with that. But what was even more interesting to me, just you know, celebrities come out with bourbon all the time, but was the distiller, Chad? Well, she's not the distiller. She was okay. not the distiller. She's the she, she was the, the master distiller for. Castle and right, 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 right. Uh, she left to her, you know, and this is all legit. I won't talk about, you know, non bourbon things, but the guy she's married, or I don't know if they're actually married yet, he he is a carny, like a legit carny. He runs carnivals. So she left to go join the circus, like legit. She yeah, left that job to go join the circus. She, she resigned uh, from her job. Air quotes. Air quotes. And went to join the circus. Now she has a kid, but she—they say she's got an incredible palate. So her her picking this might have been might have been you know the thing, or you know, or blending it. However, yeah. they ended up their product. But it, when you get down to it, man, it's dickle, man. You're putting lipstick on a pig. I mean, there's all this Diageo <laughs> shit. You you put in all these weird bottles, orphan barrel, lost you know, lost profit. They're no, and for the price tag that they're going to want on it, you know, somebody right. has, I read a quote somebody on Twitter that said, "I don't give a fuck if Peyton Manning signed it and handed it to him myself, himself. I still wouldn't want it." It was two hundred bills, wasn't it? Yeah, it's what? Insane. I thought the story yeah. behind the way it was, it was the idea came about was interesting because they talked about this golf course and I guess when people finished this around, they you had to bring yeah. your own bourbon and they each have a shot before they played the course so there are all these leftover bottles and somebody said well why don't we make because uh, Peyton ended up buying into the course or whatever and they're like well we could make our own bourbon and that's when they contacted her to kind of got all these barrels and they said blend something that we'll like and that kind of thing that was the best that I'm going to get out of it was reading the story and he's seeing the background and the idea I don't believe it's going to be good I'm not paying $200 for Peyton Manning's anything I enjoyed the story for free so I'm I'm pretty much satisfied yeah, oh yeah, I'm with you. It did. It was an interesting paragraph to read and think about and go, hmm, and yeah. then move on. Right? Good idea. Move on. <laughs> Rob, opinion on this? Uh, I mean, I, 
I think uh, I think Terry Bradshaw's got a bourbon coming out. I believe he's got a few more rings. I might try that. Oh, okay. Oh, oh all right. Terry Bradshaw bourbon yep. coming out too. Yep, there is. Oh, yeah. The sky is literally the limit, man. Yeah. It, it totally well, is. I mean, like you said, it's just all source bourbon, and you just throw a name on it. What's it matter? Who it is, you're gonna hit up the the Indianapolis Colt fans. You'll probably get a couple Denver fans, and and the Pittsburgh people fans. are gonna want a Bradshaw. So yeah, it's just marketing. It's it, it's it's just like you said. It's just a different a different way. It's like the decanters or whatever. Your guy comes out. I'm sure Tom Brady's gonna have a bourbon. He might have a scotch in a in a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Hit me up when they come up with a Tupac bottle. <laughs> Words, because yeah. he ain't dead. Sean, what's your opinion on this Peyton Manning bourbon? I ain't going to buy none, but the question is how many bottles are going to make it out of Tennessee? Because, you know, he lives in Chattanooga. That's where that course is. It, everybody who wears orange is going to run to buy one of those bottles when it gets released, and you're not going to see one outside well, the state. I, I, I don't care. That. That's a fair point, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is. It's just a collectible. It's yeah. not, it's, I mean, you know, people probably won't even drink it. They're just going to put it on the shelf, and, you know, it, it'll go with their other bourbons. Baseball but you know, you know who the people in Orange should be wanting to yeah, get a bottle from is actually, which should actually be T. Williams. Yeah, because he, he won the it. national championship. Yeah, he actually won it. Right, yeah, yeah he yeah, actually yeah, won it, yeah. So I don't know. If anybody actually sees T. it take, out in the wild, take take a picture. What did you say? T. Martin was a better quarterback. Than he was. Payton. Yeah, well, he won. Oh, I'm not going to go that far. He, but, he, but he well, he won Fat Phil a championship. Yes, he did. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I, he didn't pan out in the NFL. I mean, Peyton legitimately has maybe one Super Bowl ring. The defense carried him on a Denver one. He's tr- he, he's done by that point. He is to me, and, and I'm going to go ahead and get out, go out on the record here. He is the most overrated Hall of Fame quarterback ever. Wow, there's an opinion. There. There's Peyton an opinion. I don't think it's bad. It's not he bad. He's never hmm. been anything special except he can say Omaha. I mean, Ooh. the defense really. In the, I think it was the Bears. The, his defense in Indianapolis carried him through that one. Uh, and if anybody, you could see he'd lost all kinds of the power in his arm for Denver. Defense carried him there. It, it's just people just pretend like he is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he's not. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's an opinion for sure, right there. <laughs> you know, I don't hate on Rob for that opinion like I usually Actually, do. Actually, that's it's. I can't hate you. It, it, it's a it's a valid yeah. take, Rob. I I'll, think so. I'll, yeah. I can see the point. Yeah, I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's just overrated. I he think... wasn't nearly as good as people think he was, and he choked a lot when it got to the AFC Championships, and you know he just didn't make the plays. I'm not going to call that well, a bad opinion, John. Go ahead, because I, I got a I got another topic I want to talk well, about. Well, I'm not here. sure he's wrong, but I think it's like it's it's difficult to see. Is it because we know Peyton from all the commercials? Like, is that is that why you see him more frequently? Because there, so is Philip Rivers better than him? No, no, I, I don't, well, I don't think so. Yet people love Philip Rivers. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you are. I'm just hype, saying, right. yeah, the hype of Peyton Manning did not live up to the player of Peyton Manning. And you know, he was likable. He sells things. He's got what appears to be a great personality. He's got, you know, this whole football dynasty kind of family thing. So everything plays into his greatness when actually not saying that he wasn't an exceptional quarterback, but he's not to me just the, as the media portrayed him, 
he just wasn't as good as they say he is. I, I can see it because, like, doesn't Eli have two championships as well? Yeah, yeah. And, and, one, no, and do we, does the he world think no. he's? Does, do we think he's Hall of Fame quality? Oh, oh people yeah. bag oh, on him all the time. He probably will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but it's one of those yeah. things. Well, I mean, they got to put somebody in there. But John, you're <laughs> all very good. John, this is somebody talked about this before, and it wasn't us that I read. What the the NFL needs, the M- MLB and the NBA, they need a hall of very good. Mm-hmm. Because I can see a, a, a hall an of damn good yep. player, and I can go, okay, that guy. But a lot of these guys are are, are really they're top quality players. They're not Hall of Fame, but you know whatever, sell jerseys. John, you know Tony Kornheiser says it all the time. They need a hall of very good. So you're right about that, sir. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I agree. I, I, I'd take that. But John still it maintains that the best uh, player in the Manning family was Cooper. neither Eli nor Peyton, but Cooper. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, no. I ain't gonna, it, from all I read, he is. He was. He was, he was the best player. But it, the thing to me is it's. I think part of that is because people talk about how Peyton changed the the study of the game and he was he was a tactician he really learned it he spent all this time to do all this stuff to really understand the playbook and he was all in the film room and all that kind of crap um, and then you get to the point where I think he also was endearing to people in general because he was self-deprecating in his commercials. The commercial where he stood outside the the grocery store or the restaurant and he clapped the dude out at the end of a good shift I thought that was funny that to me, that's funny, and that his personality but is probably what endears but people. But that doesn't make him like a super awesome, great quarterback or Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, I didn't say it. Well, right. I'm, but yeah. it's not his fault they fumbled against the the Steelers, and the Steelers won the playoff game. Well, that's fair. All right. Anyway, um, so I guess if you see his bourbon in the wild, take a picture and send it to us because I'd like to at least uh, see please. the label or I whatever. Right? Okay. So. Rob, you were talking about it earlier when we first started the this this whole recording about being able to drink your coffee and wearing a mask. Yeah. So, you know, th- this is what's coming out of this virus, our, our inventions. And I'm calling them virus inventions, right? Um, <laughs> that's what I'm calling them. Because we saw a uh, shout-out to Adam out there somewhere in Nebraska uh, for... Um, tweeting at us about this mask thing that some dude invented where it's you know it's a over the ear kind of mask this typical mask but you have this little button that you squeeze it and it opens like pac-man and then you can eat and then you let the button go and it closes and you could drink i saw some lady in new orleans who uh has invented masks that does do have like a hole in them but like it's a it's closed up so you can stick the straw in there and it closes up so you're not breathing through it but you can still drink your drink and then we got these bumper tables in Maryland right that bar in Maryland for the 6 feet uh-huh. apart type of thing that are on wheels that look like giant baby uh what do you what do you call it? baby baby bumper walkers baby walkers yeah, oh, yeah. baby walkers yep. So I think we're going to get more and more people, like we said, because it's kind of the Wild West out there in terms of how you're supposed to treat your business with kind of these social distancing rules and mask things and all of that kind of stuff. So I guess, first of all, Chad, I'll start with you. What are your opinions on the the inventions we've seen so far, and what do you think the future holds for virus inventions? Well, I'll go back to the famous quote, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So there's obviously a need for something so that you can – do these things with these, as Rob calls them, these kind of arbitrary restrictions are arbitrary, right? So I, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're going to get wilder and wilder. But the one that Adam said, I mean, it didn't even really seal, right? I mean, it was it was yeah, kind of no. a lame, lame attempt at kind of a Pac-Man mouth. It was, 
<laughs> and from what I understand, at least in Kentucky, like the way that this being approached is the patrons don't have to wear masks and things like that, but the the businesses are having the waiters and wait staff to wear gloves and wear masks and disposable menus, disposable um, cutlery and things like that too, right? Right. Yeah, but somebody's going to keep coming up with this stuff. And some of it, I think, if people are doing it to, for their TikTok slash 15 minutes of fame. Right. You know, with no, no no real invention, they just want to get something to go viral. That's definitely true. And that's kind of, think, I think, with the, those bumper tables. I know Rob likes uh-huh. like them. I um, like the bumper tables. I mean, that's like a total bro thing. If you go and, and you went to the bar and you'd be like, oh, I'm in my bumper table car. I'm like, I'm <laughs> this dude. Well, my little He's short T Rex arms, they wouldn't be so fun for me because I wouldn't be able to the bar. Right? <laughs> yeah, because you're sitting. You yeah, I, mean, I thought that was fun and it makes for a lighthearted story in this situation. Yeah. I kind of feel like we're we reached the tipping point uh, of of the 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 quarantine era. Uh, I don't think that I think you're going to see less and less. Um, you know, it, it depending on what the breakdown of uh, of people infected, if it, you know, if it rises again. But I really think that we we've, we've reached the tipping point. People have now been in their homes for several months. Uh, they're bored um, and they want to get out. And that's not to say that people that might have underlying health conditions or that they're nervous, you know, they can stay at home. I just think that most people in in most cities have had enough. Yeah, and that's where you're going to get these, you know, again, like Chad said, the the mother... Uh, what, what necessity it? is yeah, the, the mother, mother of invention, right? Right, and, and right, you're right, Rob. The more people want to get out, the more they're going to try to figure out how to do it. Um, yeah, but the, the mask thing was silly because I think you just end up with getting everything. Oh God, on that yeah, mask. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be disgusting. Nobody wants, nobody wants to see that. No, right not at all. Sean, take. Uh, I'm always marvelled by the human mind and the ingenuity that comes up with, but we ain't gonna need this crap in a year or so. So you just kind of wasted your money, and people are gonna waste their money buying it. So you know, miss me with all that. All yeah. right, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting opinion. All right, okay, John, you've been on the front lines of all of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's um, it's as ridiculous as some of the like people wearing them, their masks as a chin sling. That's not effective at all. Wearing your mask to then take it down to talk to somebody, not effective at all. Uh, you, I'm not surprised. I mean, what inventions do you see on the horizon for this? Honestly, the the thing about the the bumper the bumper car sorts of things, the walkers, it's the thing that struck me is that it really is a cool idea. It'd be an it'd be a fun thing to do, but it's going to take a huge space. Like you you just can't do that elsewhere. Um, I think it's honestly, I'm not sure there's going to be a whole lot more inventions because I think people are going to I think people in their minds have given up. the The mask gives you a false sense of security, so you think it's over, and now things are open, so it's over. And I don't want to. If I don't have to, I'm not going to. So some businesses individually are requiring it. Uh, we went to two places this weekend. One was more. They they both had their own kind of uh, spin on it. Right. So, so we talked about took, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is we took those we took masks just to see because I don't want to I don't want to be the person that puts the the poor kid at the door. Yeah. In, right, in a right. situation well, where they have it. to tell me you can't come in for whatever, so I'm like, I'll play along and do whatever. But once you sit down, it's that's the thing. It's like once you sit down, you don't have to wear your mask. You can take it off to eat and drink. 
Um, and that's what we do at work because, I mean, I wear a face covering, but then if you want something to drink, you just take it down, have a drink, and move on. But it's, I'm not going to probably straw the rest of my food or only eat pureed soups just because <laughs> of the mask. I think I agree with Chad on this is, is what's going to happen is well, – I guess I agree with everybody. It was kind of like a two-fold agreement. Um, so I definitely agree with Chad. I think that you're going to see more and more people just invent crap to be get internet famous or get their 15 yeah. minutes right, or, or, right. or whatever. And I also agree with Rob in the fact that people are just going to be like, you know what? Screw it. I don't, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I can't, can't do it, deal with it anymore. I really would. I mean, again, in all of this, and, and, and this is the thing that I, I wish the, 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 the political class would, would look at and be realistic with the numbers and say, okay, well, this is where we're at. We thought it was going to be here. It didn't reach here. And if it gets back, you know, we can we can move back and forth, but just not have some of the arbitrariness that that we seem to have out there that doesn't seem to to it doesn't do anybody any good. I think um, that's you know, and, I think that's where the frustration is coming from from a lot of people is the arbitrariness, the arbitra- arbitra- arbitrariness of it. Is that yeah? Arbitrosity. Yeah, we'll Ar- the arbitrosity. I like that. The arbitrosity. Arbitrosity. Chad, can we get a ruling on arbitrosity? <laughs> Oh, Chad's got to unmute. I'm actually Googling it now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> arbitrosity. Yes, we need, yeah. a, we need a ruling no. on that. No. Arbit- arbitrarity, arbitrarily, arbitraries, arbitrary. Oh, arbitrarily. Okay. All right. Ar- okay. Hey, but uh, arbitrosity is a Pinterest name. Really? Oh. All right. Yeah. That's my audience. Yeah. Pinterest. That's your people. That's, that's, your, that's your audience. Anyway, so so it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what what comes out in the next couple of weeks with people trying to social distance and mask wear and all that kind of stuff. Okay, we got to talk about a sports scandal that happened right in our backyard. Dun dun dun. Ah, I don't know. Well, it kind of is. It, I mean, on some level, I don't know. We're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> so, um, for those people who don't know, the University of Kentucky cheerleading squad has won... 24. 24 national championships. I mean, they are really good. Really, really they're good. The they are. They're... they're, they're and, and we're not just talking... You know, people think cheerleading. No. They are gymnastics. They're, I mean, some of the stunts that they do, or they top themselves every year. YouTube the video if you aren't yeah, sure. Yeah, just... just take our word for it that they're really really good well this past was two weeks ago now i guess is that right okay yes was is that right two weeks okay yeah um their whole entire coaching staff was fired and we're talking that this is the coaching staff that has taken them to multiple multiple national championships because apparently a parent named Karen filed ironically <laughs> na- her name literally is Karen. her name is Karen um, it's out there in public so I'm allowed to say it yes. um, don't sue me it was a hair leader. so she filed a complaint against the cheerleaders about alcohol use and naked basket tosses into lakes and hazing and and that kind of thing and so the university said that they did a three-month investigation and then they decided decided to fire all the whole entire coaching staff so it is all it has come out now that that i don't well john you're gonna have to help me help me navigate through this because it's been a lot and i've kind of been paying attention to it but i think you've been paying attention more because i'm trying to just break down what has happened in case people don't know so they did an investigation they determined that at a retreat in Kentucky on a lake that there was, it's a regular retreat they have year after year. There were current player, current cheerleaders, coaching staff and alumni and alcohol was served. 
in the presence of coaches. And for that, they terminated the group. Because the whole investigation also cited hazing and that kind of thing. But ultimately, they decided that the only charge that was going to stick was the alcohol Well, that, the alcohol they didn't say charge. that. Oh, they, just said, they just said lack of institutional control. They, they didn't have any over Because it was set up in such a way that they were not under the umbrella of athletics. And so they reported to one faculty, sort of an advisor. And But the bottom line is people... People were allegedly served alcohol at this retreat at a university function, and the coaches were present, and, that, and they didn't report it. They didn't stop it, nor did they report it, and that was against the rules. And Karen didn't care for it. I have heard various things about Karen's of uh, child who was on the squad and why she was unhappy, um, but I'm not going to say that because it was told to me off of the air. Moving on. Of podcast. So anyway, um, Sean, what's your opinion on all of this? Um, well, the person who runs the place that I work is extremely risk averse. And so that's the reason this happened. Um, I can guarantee you this would not happen had it been the the men's basketball program or the football program. It would have just said, whatever, Karen, go pound sand. Um, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And, you know, and allegedly, and I'll use the word allegedly, that somebody was unhappy because um, their child didn't make the varsity, which for those who you know is the white squad. That's the one that you see at at football games, and you see them at the um, the men's basketball. And so that's how this all came out. And it started because um, what the team was televised on ESPN, and somebody asked, "Do you think this is fair? I'm asking for a friend." Whenever you say I'm asking for a friend, we know who that be. You the friend. <laughs> you always the friend. So. I, I'm I'm just this, and so I, my thought is is that this is probably going to get walked back extremely quietly, some kind of way. I would really like to see the termination deal that they made him do. I suspect he got paid just to keep his mouth shut, sign the check, here, cash his check, go away, don't sue us for any kind of discrimination, and we'll call it even. You're talking about the coach. Yeah, the coach. The coach of the thing. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because this, is, when you look at things, this is particularly on a college campus, when you look at locus parentis and all that kind of stuff that comes with the university, this is a very tenuous reason to let somebody go. And it's very interesting that they use the word lack of institutional control when the program that they are involved in has no reporting responsibility to the NC2A. Well, if, if I may, I, they yeah. may have used the phrase lack of oversight. Okay. Wh- whichever, you, whichever you want to do. Yeah. But the problem is, they find, they pinned it on them saying you were not in control of the cheerleaders when they were when they were there. These are all people who are eighteen years of age, and so when you're eighteen years of age, you can legally in this country do whatever the hell you want, Chad. Chad, <laughs> that's what I was saying. So you basically they condemned a, a, a program, basically dismantled it, right? They nuked yeah. it for kid for kids, and and oh, I guess by all means, by all means, adults were they're adults, and I can't. Yeah. Have, doing what all college kids, I keep saying kid, all college students do for the most part. They learn about themselves. They learn how to have fun. They learn to hopefully drink and party with responsible. And they hopefully they learn their sexuality stuff responsibly, right? There's nothing wrong with, like, jumping naked in a lake. Good Lord. I mean, that's... I wouldn't jump naked in a lake with them flesh-eating bacteria. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it's, a, it, you know, so there's got to be more to it than that. 
yeah. right? Because hazing was bandied around a lot in the initial yeah. report or whatever that I heard, which is what got a lot of people's kind of ire up, I think, against the whole thing. But I'm going to tell you all right now, we traveled with the cheerleaders in 1996. That is a very tight, close-knit group of people. Their alumni are very tight, close-knit people. They kind of like, you know... Uh, I don't want to say keep to themselves necessarily, but they are very family. It's a family-oriented thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they look it's out the for mafia. themselves. Yeah. It's the mafia. It, it is. It, it is. Yeah. Like Casa Nostra. Rob, yes. <laughs> Rob, take on this. Um, You know, I don't disagree with a lot of what uh, that every, everybody has said here, but you also have to realize that you are a representative of the University of Kentucky. If you were doing this on your own time, and that's a different thing than when it is on university's time. Uh, and it's something that, you know, on, on some level is a lesson to be learned as well, um, that you need to be responsible if you are representing what is essentially, in this case, not your employer, but in some way, the, I'm not sure how the scholarship stuff like that work for them, but someone that is, you're just responsible for the university. If you put on that uniform, you need to represent that uniform in the best way that you can. You know what, Rob? I would buy that argument if the university did not have a place that serves alcohol on a dry campus oh, I know. and they allow people on university property for what is it? Well, it won't be this year, but what is it? Seven Saturdays a year to get blitzed. And you talking about and, the Boone Center? Yeah, the Boone Center. Faculty club. Faculty yeah, no, club. And, and I don't. I, and I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't buy, I understand your argument, but I don't buy that argument. It, it comes back to the fact that in this day and age, they were afraid to get roasted on social media, and they said, "Let's just get rid of this dude and be done with it, and not even fight this." Nah. And so. I, I mean, they did do an investigation. I, I've also heard that there was jealousy among some of the other sports, uh, like the the lower tier sports that UK's cheerleading was such a high profile thing, you know, and and the other programs weren't getting their attention, which I can completely see. There's just a jealousy there. And if you want to go to a party, go to hang out with a bunch of swimmers because they got metabolisms that would eat Godzilla <laughs> and can drink like no tomorrow. Wow. You, you will die. <laughs> Well, we got we might have some new participants for the next KSD event. That's that's an interesting we'll fact. That to, we'll put that to the test. We we choose our five drinking team members. They choose their five. That's a, there you go. I like it, John. You got any more else to say on this it, topic? It infuriates me. This bitch complained because her child didn't get what she wanted, and she has a history because it was out all over Twitter. It now has been put in Herald Leader. She complained at the collegiate level now and has destroyed an entire program and fired four people and altered their lives she has um, complained at the high school level she has a history of complaining for her child to get on these teams she is the ultimate karen who ironically got her, her name is actually karen um i don't there's a lot of people that believe that so the 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 scholarships for the cheerleaders were largely funded by former cheerleaders and endowment they created and donated to 
which created sort of an insular kind of group. But the problem is you're the only person that I think that's true of any group. You're the only person that knows what we went through. They know the the regiment they have. They have to train year round. They have to keep like these girls have to be in a certain height and, and a certain weight. And the guys have to have a certain strength ability because you're tossing people in the air and twirling them and trying not to let them it's land on the dangerous. Roof. That's you what I'm saying. Seriously injured. But it's yeah. you, you go through this whole thing. They do this mile. They do this thing. It's a very insular group. It's a very uh, committed group. But um, there was some conversation that I, I do think it's ironic that they were not at all under academic under under control of the athletic department. But that now was, that was the biggest shock to me. They're under athletic control. They hadn't been for for since their inception for forty years. They you know, hadn't been. An article yes. that I read almost it almost sounded like they were like a student activities or they a, were a, a student type of a student group. club group. But they type had of thing. they had an advisor, yeah. which is all it takes. Kentucky Lacrosse yes. or somebody you could have. Chad's drinking team could be out there as long as you have a faculty representative <laughs> and you could be Dad, there to represent the university. I was going to say, Sean's faculty, he can totally represent the, the Chad Cottle. Who the hell is Chad Cottle drinking team? <laughs> I like it. We're on it, Chad. Well, here's the, the, the irony of all of this. You know, the person who was their advisor was the University yep. of Kentucky's co-general counsel, yep. which means he's the head attorney for the university. Yep. What? And I always told, yes, I, told I always told that. people... I was never scared of the legal department at the University of Kentucky. Why? Because my attorneys are better. Because I knew who the co-general counsels. <laughs> it's okay. his his job was to mete out the punishment in situations like this, and and according to all all the information that's out there, the moment the investigation started, he immediately resigned as the the coordinator of the cheerleading troop. Which I, I just I think it's genuinely sad. I think it's disappointing because. When when you start to hear some of these people, and there have been interviews from some of the current and former cheerleaders, and a couple of them, obviously, I mean, they didn't do, they told the truth, which is commendable, which is, yes. I was never hazed. I was never forced to do something. There were conversations about standing naked and reciting the fight song and that kind of thing, and they're like, I never saw that happen in the time I was there. But then when they said, so did you see drinking, and did you see these basket tosses into a lake? He's like, well, yeah, but we did it if you wanted to. The problem is that you can, when you want to fire somebody, you can find a reason to fire somebody, and they pinned it on the alcohol. But what these people, all of these cheerleaders have said is, we did it after the coaches went to bed. So exactly. the same thing happened when we were in marching band. I mean, were you supposed to drink? No, you weren't supposed to drink. Did people drink? Yes, people drank. But they drank after practice, after it was over, when everybody's supposed to go to... to people drank during the games. But it's. <laughs> but my point is, people wow. did that in situ... Well, it was, a, it was a better band for it, too. This time it sucks. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyway, this band, I won't band. even I won't even go off on that. But anyway... That my point is, some of these things that happened when they were in, in a retreat-type setting, If, according to what UK said, it, well, if the coaches hadn't been there, it would have been, an, as Chad said, it would have been a bunch of kids who did something that we probably shouldn't have done, but there's nothing we can do about it. And it's to a me, catch it's 22. Sort of, it's a catch-22. But you, but you well, can't but find we're, out, we're okay, where were the coaches? We're also dropping out the fact that weren't, weren't they hiring some of the, the, the athletes at their – gymnasium yes. and, and things of that nature and we also left out a trip to tennessee uh where i think maybe some of this was more of the the hazing was involved in that trip as well uh as far as um them being told not to wear underwear and things like that so i you know we, we're just talking about the the lake uh, episode but there's some other bits on this well, you there, know, that, there were that but we, we neglected well but some of the well i mean i'm not gonna 
Well, the bottom line is the bottom line is the bottom line is it. I mean, it's disappointing because you know that it, I think a lot of people it, in Kentucky or you know around the university took a lot of pride in the cheerleading program because they did have twenty four national championships. But now um, we know why they lost this spring. Yes, because they were they competed for the championship in the middle of this yeah, investigation. Because because no, of in Karen. all honesty, they because did of this, Karen. Yeah. and that bitch brought them down single handedly. Oh. But but then you go back to the fact. So now where do we go from here? Well, first of all, athletics now takes them under their meaty umbrella. So now we have they're going to put their paws in the endowment. They're going to put their paws in the whole thing. They're going to control the whole thing. And now Sandy Bell gets to take charge. Good luck tomorrow. Well, now that endowment thing is not true because if okay. they have an MOA so that says how, so it says where the endowment has to go, then they have got. If they want to change the MOA, they've got to get the person who started this scholarship. This is to change the talk. MOA. Anyway, um, he knows what she's talking about, sir. Right, but she my, speaks the truth. But my point is, so what's going to happen now? Because all the best coaches in the nation came through this program. So are you going to hire yes. somebody who's an alumnus, or is the athletic department going to say we want somebody totally unrelated to this who basically has my experience to go in there and start? Oh, I think you should jump higher. I think, I think you should tumble faster. I think they should Don't hire hurt Chad. Yourself. I think they should hire Chad. I'm for hey, it. I can tell you to your point earlier about what they go through. Uh, my sister was a competitive cheerleader all the way through high school. Like at Bryan Station, they won the nationals. I can tell you the level of commitment, and yes. not, not just monetarily from families, but the training and all that. Man, it's insane. I can see. I can. They are these people are legit athletes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, they. And there was a like, guy that wrote an article basically. Rick Bogus, son of a bitch. Yeah, and he got he got skewered. Oh, he got and, roasted. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you just go out to the field and watch them, and especially the halftime shows at the basketball games, these 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 individuals they are they function at a very high level, and you can tell they work out and, and they have a commitment to to their craft. So yeah, even that, that was ridiculous. Even running around with that damn flag looks hard. Oh yeah, flag up. Oh, fun story, fun story. And then actually, I want to move on to one more sports related topic. So in 1996, when we were traveling with the team with the with the road band um, around for the national championship games and all that game. I guess I should say that the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Anyway, one of the cheerleaders lost one of those flags. Like oh. she legit no, 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 lost no. it. Didn't lose. Okay, that was back in the day when they had the big huge U, the big huge K, and they did the pyramid. They still do the pyramid, but now they have the shit logo. Anyway, it was a huge K flag, the big big flag that they do at the the break in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. we're getting on the bus, and I'm because we're all riding the same bus at one time, and we're sitting there, and they're like. What's wrong with him? And they're like, he lost the flag. And they're like, what do you mean he lost the flag? And he's like, he, he lost, lost the, big the flag. flag. He lost the K oh flag. They and they're lost like, it. So what did you do with it? And he's like, oh, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I remember putting it on the bus. I swear it's on the bus. We can't find it now. So somebody somewhere in northeastern, the northeastern part of the United States in the New Jersey area has this enormous <laughs> K flag for no reason. Well, because I remember <laughs> we were in the airport when he finally said that he lost it. He's lucky oh, he didn't die. He wouldn't tell anybody, right? But then, because they completed, we'd completed yeah, that round for the next to. week, right? Yeah. So we get to the until airport you, until it's time, and you're like, "So where's the flag?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah, is mean, it my day to bring the flag? I don't know." And then it started. I'm thinking that as far as I'm going to go, until yeah. I have to actually cop to it. Dude lost the flag, and yeah, I remember sitting in the airport and being like, "He, he lost bad. the flag. What? He lost the flag?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he lost the flag." Um, he did feel bad about it, though. Okay, so one last sports topic here. 
Uh, speaking of cheerleaders, because, you know, they are an integral part of the college sports experience. So, um, return to college football. I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, now, I don't know. They're going to they're saying they're going to let players back on campus uh, for the SEC June 8th. Um, and they're serious about making this season happen. Chad, what do you think? Uh, I, th- I hope that they do. I hope that they do this, and I hope that they get to play, you know, football even without a stadium. I still want to watch it, uh, but I hope they do like what they've done with the Bundesliga, where you can actually pay to have a cardboard right. cut out of yourself and yep. like this to be in the stands. That's pretty badass. <laughs> there's actually, there's actually, there's, actually awesome. there's a Dutch, a Dutch team because I guess the the Dutch Netherlands are going to resume their uh, professional soccer leagues, and they're going to have a giant video board in the stands, and you're going to be able to zoom in. Fans will be able to zoom in. Nice. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought so. Rob, take. I, I think it'll just depend on what, how everything else unfolds. I mean, if 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 this just kind of goes as it is now, uh, and people start to get back together, and you don't see a a huge uptick in the numbers, uh, then I think that you know there, there'll be a good possibility. I think if we see a spike, or even if we see a spike in the fall, uh, they they didn't hesitate to cancel the the basketball tournament. I could see them even starting and then maybe going to no stand no no fans in the stadiums to just saying, hey, you know what, we're going to scrap this. So I really think that they're planning best case scenario uh, and and going to see what happens. When it seems to me it'd be easy, like with the money that's involved in most of the football, big. That you know the Power Five conferences to like set up temperature screenings and like you know this ha- you know provided that the kids are truthful right because I know they want to play but yeah. you know I think if you know screen both teams you know before the games and had a temperature or any any coughs any ailments I think they could they it's doable. Sean, opinion. Uh, I for one will be glad to see it, but I knew this was coming because it's called cash money. My place of work needs to cash debt. $43 million check that the mouse writes them every year. Because if they don't, uh, the university will be sunk. I mean, that's a big hunk of scholarship money that comes out of that. They pay for building rooms out of that. In fact, my building that I work in is subsidized by that $43 million because they pay the bond issue on it. So that's what's driving all by of athletics. this. By yeah. athletics. So, yeah, so it's going to happen. Uh, it's like Chad said, how much it happens is going to be a different, you know, how tightly controlled. I don't think we will see people in the stands. If we do, we'll see the high donor dollar, the high dollar donors sitting in the maker's mark at our place. And that'll be it. So, so I think it's interesting because uh, first of all, it's so, so we've, it's multiple hurdles. We've passed the conference hurdle. Now it's up to individual institutions. Uh, Fat Phil and his group at Tennessee has uh, <laughs> dis- they have advocated for three or four weeks a an indefinite suspension of athletic ath- a- um, activities, and apparently it's because they have um, a virologist at UT who has even gone so far as to tell nobody who's sixty years of age or older. Uh, like professors should be in in class at all this fall. They they're totally concerned about it. Phil is in that age range, so that makes sense. And he's fat. He's obese. He's so, got issues. Yeah. You know. So um, <laughs> it, 
the next Crush thing him, then comes to him. the college football. They're going to lose. It came out this week. They're going to lose four billion dollars if they don't play as an as yes. a as a unit. It also kind of under it kind of exposed what people had known for a while. Every there are two institutions that would not be in the red automatically if they don't play college football this fall, and that's Georgia and Texas A and M. A and M has an enormous endowment, um, one of the largest of public institutions, but. People, they just constantly give back to their athletic program. And Georgia has saved aside some money. Kentucky did not, but and people criticize them for that. But when you look at it, it's because Kentucky wrote these overage checks. They built a, a chemistry physics building. They're subsidizing the, the library's loan. I mean, it's they've put back any money they've had. They've put toward the university and actually paid back to the academic side, which is um, admirable for them. But it, it makes you wonder what the universities are going to look like going forward do you have to prepare for this kind of rainy day thing well and then you got michigan's president that just came out and said look if there's no students on campus forget football forget it um and that's michigan Michigan. well but no and that's what i'm saying I, I, it's, a lot of this is just going to be dependent on what this summer looks like to me i think you oh yeah you can plan you yeah. can get everything set you can set your schedules and all that but it's just going to be it'll be an unknown and you know if we look at college football uh, and then also just where we're at economically across the board college football is a drop in the in the bucket on that it, it is but one thing i will say is it's it's one of those things that i, I think it serves multiple purposes first is to as entertainment um, no, no, there's agree, agree. so many things that are are tied into it. For example, what in the hell they're going to broadcast on Saturdays and Sundays? But it affects you can only do, it, do it, some it NFL affects stuff. other lower tier sports like baseball and softball, well, and they'll be get, gone. I, I, yeah, I get all that. Yeah. They'll be gone. I'm, but but, but Rob's saying, right. If there's you know, if there's you, you prepare for it, you plan for it. But if there's a yeah. spike, the whole thing's over. I mean, you have yeah. to. That's going to happen. Can't, you can't put but you the, can't put people. The underlying thing of all of this, it goes to show you that there aren't very many just academic institutions out there anymore. Oh, there aren't any. Right, I mean, there's just like, the sports seems to be more of a driver than a, oh, we also have sports here, right? It's, you know? So so what you're saying, if I may paraphrase you, Chad, is I'm sorry about this COVID. I understand it's dangerous, but we need you boys to get back on this campus to make us some money because if not, we are all fucked. Yes. Yeah, and no, so then yeah. we can stop with the pretension of student athletes. We can yep. stop with all that stuff. What we're saying is, and I say this as somebody who supports sports and hopes it happens, what we're saying is we're willing to take the risk to let you take that risk to get this team <laughs> back on the field to gar- start yes. writing checks to get people yes. back. And it's not, so then the idea comes out that well, what if we what if we have nobody in the stands? As as Sean points out, well you get all the rich donors, they have to sit six feet apart. Are you going right. to tell them to hoof it up to the upper level? They won't make that walk. They're not going to go. And there ain't no alcohol They're not going to pay four or $500 a ticket to sit in the nosebleeds. They're not going to do it. So then... Well, I think they make some exceptions for those boxes, John. Well, imagine that. There are two sets of rules for everything in the world. Gee, wow. But it, three at least. To me, you look at it, and they've talked about, in the SEC, they've said, well, well what if institutions, for example, Michigan, let's say they can't participate in the SEC, they're prepared to move ahead without you. They're, they're, oh, yeah. We're going to figure out a way, even if we just have a conference schedule. Well, then in step the 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 um, non-Power 5 institutions who are like, our whole athletic budget 
is based on one game where we go get our ass whipped at Alabama for a million dollars. We need right. you to make yeah. sure that we can still do this. We'll do whatever you want <laughs> us to do. If you want us to move 110 people to Alabama for a month before that game, we will do yes. it for yes. the check. Yes. They'll do it. They, these people yes. will undergo anal probes. All we need is that check because we have no other option but take that check back to Michigan. You're going to have states that are like, you're not going to be able to, you're going to have people sneaking out of California to play football. Alabama's supposed to play USC and TCU's playing somebody else crappy in the Pac-12, whatever number they are. And they're already like, let's just let Alabama play TCU. Let's figure out a way to do it in a regional basis. To Jones Mahal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, maybe you just play the in-state schools. You do it, You could do it in well, basketball. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you right now, there's a Nebraska football joke in here somewhere, but mm. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm respecting you. Adam, if you've made it this far in the podcast, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's all right now. It's all speculative. It's all up in the yeah. air. And and yeah, we're just we're just gonna have to we're have to see what happens. But it, it looks it looks like a much more realistic possibility today than it than did, did two, two months ago. ago. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, enough topics. Let's. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know where I'm going. I uh, this. We've just started. We 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 finished our old fashions, and we just kind of started drinking on the Buffalo Trace, and so, yeah, straight it's straight Trace life right now. Still so some remnants of cherry. Yeah, there That's is still re- a mixed there, drink. There's remnants of cherry. Rem- yeah. Remnants yeah. of cherry at the bottom of the glass. So, uh, yeah. uh, Rob, were you, were you drinking something? I don't remember. I don't think you were. Uh, I, I'm drinking something, but it's, it's, it's nothing to. Okay, it's nobody's not, writing home about. Okay, it. nothing to write home about. Um, uh, ice cubes are solid. Gotcha. Okay, Sean, what did you think of your? Uh, my my Bib and Tucker. Tucker was yes, good. Bib and Tucker. Uh, I recommend people, you know, get you the get you a pour of this when you're out at a restaurant, and if you want to spend the cash, then it's worth uh, picking up at the liquor store. I love the bottle. It's one of my favorite bottles just it because of the bottle. raised print stuff and the squatness of it. So, yeah. All right, cool. All right. Well, any end of the show shout outs here? Anyone? Got I've, got a, uh, I've got a correction. I think earlier I called him T Williams instead of T Martin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's amend that. Yes. Hey, sh- shout out to them. Uh, those uh, watermelon shandies. I'm hoping it's getting pretty cold. I might have to throw some in a cooler or something. I may have to go who, buy some. Who makes it? Who, who makes it? Naranga set. The same people that make the lemon shandies. Ah, okay. You go into Total Wine and you go in the craft beer aisle. They're immediately on your left. Okay. Like, as soon as you walk in. Okay, I had to look for them because I'm they're delicious. T- I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all. I'm for my money, and I don't know, like Modelo ice cold. Man, that's a good drinking beer on a hot day. It's not bad. I might replace it. These might be my claws of 2020, man. Oh, life is over. Oh man. Oh, oh. Rob, uh, Rob. I got, I got somebody that, uh, that that wrote us a lovely review on the on the Apple Podcast. So, uh, Calm Day Girl 52. What'd she say? Hey. What'd she say? Um, let's see here. Uh, Absolutely fantastic podcast. One of my new favorites by far. I used to live in Lexington and listen to the crew talk about bourbon and opinions, and it makes me feel like I'm back at home. Keep the episodes coming. So shout out to you, girl. All oh, right. Thanks for writing it in. Cool. Good deal. All right. Shout I look out. forward to hearing if she makes it past uh, episode two. <laughs> well, this is she just posted this review, so oh, right. good, it's, awesome, thank you. Well, you we may turn her off. I don't know. There you go. There's, there's my shout out. One of our listeners, Sean. I love that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. Well, I guess I'll shout out my son-in-law, uh, Jason mm-hmm. Martin, who we just talked about. He lost his job because they killed his uh, football program at Florida Institute of Technology, and it was all money-related. So they were running a surplus, actually. So go on, big dog, because my daughter needs a good life, so you need to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, did I get a chance to did I get a chance to tell y'all about uh, Marin's SA or uh, ACT scores? You did on yes. the text machine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going yeah. to shout out Alabama State. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, she meant, I think she meant to send him to Alabama, right? Was she sent him to right. Alabama State? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be calling that girl. Calling the, hey, girl. Because hey, she's, she's incredibly intelligent, let me tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, any end of the show shout outs? Um, Eddie Sutton died. R.I.P. Eddie oh, Sutton. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Shout out that to was kind of sh- weird. I, I RIP'd him on the group chat today. Nobody even responded. I thought maybe y'all had just like, <laughs> like Eddie. No. We were all too busy stuff everybody. I feel. I, shout I, out to Sean. Who accused uh, Sean Sutton? Who accused uh, Sean Kemp of stealing his? Oh, he did steal his necklace. Sean Kemp stole Sean Sutton's necklace. Sir, 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 sir. Yes. Let's not get he, he legit did, but that yeah. didn't affect him going to the uh, Sonics. So. He also yeah. urinated in a potted plant in a lawyer's office. But anyway, um, Sean Sutton or Sean Kemp. Moving on. Um, so I do RIP to Eddie Sutton. That mute button, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I feel bad for him. It, he was. He knew at least he was a. Um, Admitted to the Hall of Fame. He was voted in the yeah. Hall of Fame for coaches. So that was yeah. nice. It's a shame yeah. that, that it was going to take place in the fall and he's not going to get to see that. Um, I do hope that this does not light a fire under the reunion of former coaches at Kentucky. Um, there's been some conversation bandied about of, of C- is it Sienna Rob that your boy's at, Ricky? I don't know. Iona. Um, Iona, yo. Close Iona. enough. Close enough. Um, and then Ranger or whoever Billy's with and Tubby and that kind of thing. So they're wanting to bring back the the idea of a UKIT, bringing the four of them, the three of them back oh, and let them play idea. Kentucky. I do think it's a good idea. It's um, I'm not sure Rick's really I – th- I think it's too soon after he uh, flew the bird to us the last time to come on back. But then again, if I was Billy, I'd be like, sure, bring them all back. This is he, He's going to be the one that runs cover for me most of the time. But it is sad that you didn't get a chance to bring Eddie back and and at least congratulate him or or cheer him on for what were some pretty good seasons he had. He did. He did. Until the... uh, Every picture I see of him, though, is with Roger Harden, which is just so strange. That is odd. I don't know why, but I've noticed the same phenomenon. Yeah. Well, yeah, shout out to all the the dozens of people who listen to us. We we appreciate your patronage and... uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is this is always fun just getting together and talking about nonsense and drinking bourbon, which we may kill this bottle of trace. I don't know. Come on. Watch out. Watch Squad out. goals. Hey, Johnny Johnny gotta go to work tomorrow. Although it's Memorial Day weekend. I have to be on a podcast tomorrow at nine thirty in the morning, so we'll see how that goes. All righty. Yeah. It's a it's a um Roger, God, I can't. I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's last name. Trace Life. Okay. Anyway, he's a former NFL player, actually. Um, so anyway, I'll shout him out on GBS uh, t- tomorrow. The okay. big show. Yeah, the big show. But again, thank you for listening to us. You can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts. Please rate, subscribe, write a review. Even if it's a bad one, I, at this point, I don't care. So. Uh, yeah, you can catch us on Twitter at PodcastBABO, and we're on the Instagrams, and we're on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Again, I keep sending them uh, 
audio files. I guess they put them up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're on Spotify, too. So uh, check it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you. Peace. Peace, people.